ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going everyone? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world and bringing you this podcast uh, located probably is about maybe half an hour away from a place in Scotland called Stranraer. We're currently located right on the on the ocean. Uh, yesterday we went in the um, we we went into the sea and did some cold water exposure. Uh, feels like the the water's slowly starting to get colder <laughs> over the last couple of uh, weeks in the UK. I don't know if it's because we're getting more down to the bigger bigger seas, but it's definitely starting to feel a little bit more chilly on the willy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> every time every time you time you go in there. Um, also as well, uh, the other day which was really cool. We've um, went to this really cool spot where we found i'm not 100 percent sure the name i keep forgetting the name um but it's basically in scotland it used to be classed as sort of the the capital of scotland it's like sort of on the west coast of scotland it's probably about um there's a place in scotland called air which is it's probably about maybe an hour drive from air it's a bit further up from there but it's a really beautiful place and um, what i really loved about it is that we came across these randomly driving across the road and we came across these these really cool stone circles um supposedly being dated to about five thousand years old but it's just the site in general is just a really interesting site it was like the location of the site um where it was and also like how in this area there was dotted around on mountainsides which we constantly checked out they had like loads of there was loads of rock rock faces um supposedly about five thousand years old too with um loads of like really uh, interesting carved carved uh geometric shapes in like um circles and pyramids and stuff like that which was really fascinating to to check out and just you know wonder what was going on in the minds of these people like what were they what were they doing you know what were they trying to record in these stones and then the stone circles the site that we went to that was a bit further along had i think there was about five or five stone circles that we could see the remnants of five stone circles but supposedly in that area there used to be 25 stone circles all in this really interesting area which i think is really cool and also um in that same area as well which obviously this area in scotland it seems like it's obviously very prevalent with lots of um history there's also this really cool sort of uh, fort that we went to um so if you don't know what a fort is in the world fort's basically a place where it's like a place where you used to be able to use to defend like a very high point like a castle wall kind of thing but not a castle wall if that makes sense and then uh, we went right to the top of the hill and it was this really cool sort of like um uh sort of um footprint on the floor and supposedly the story behind the footprint is that when kings in scotland or also this ties over to ireland as well uh, was sort of crowned a king they would stand and put their stone and uh, put their foot in the in, on the on the footprint which i think is really interesting before they were crowned as a king and um, what was interesting to me is that the footprint was actually a size six so um it seems like we've we've sort of picked this up along the way but it seems like especially in scotland anyway um, a lot of the humans in the past must have been smaller you know 
which is interesting as well you know so uh, feet size is always getting getting bigger so that's maybe that's good out there for you ladies <laughs> but anyway all jokes aside this one is a banger um me and laura as always we dive so deep we wanted to dive into we talked about um you know fake, gu- uh, fake gurus and fake spiritual teachers and we talked also about the the current state of consciousness that's going on on the planet and how there is this huge you know as me and laura um and probably this is the same for you out there sometimes you know if even even when you're not giving your attention to to babylon and what's going on right now in the world it seems like we turn our head one way and then as we look back the other way it's crumbling and, and everything's coming at the surface and we're finding out um you know everything's purging out anyway so anyway before i dive in with one if you can as always check out the one-off donation option please and the patreon page it really goes such a long way to help me keep doing this um and it really provides a platform where if you believe in this podcast and you know you want to see you want to see more of this in the world then this is a way to do it you know so there's a one-off donation option also a patreon page and also people have been asking can they support through crypto you can there's if you just reach out to me and email at my email which is on the send podcast website it's all straightforward and I'll, i'll reach out to you so anyway that's all i'm going to say anyway um if you're interested in some personal coaching as well, I now offer some personal coaching if you just need a friend that you want to chat to and bounce some ideas off and maybe you need some advice or help on your spiritual journey because I know uh, you know, having someone around you is so important to bounce ideas off and I can definitely do that for you. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Enough of me rambling. Enjoy this podcast. It's a big one. It's a good one. It's a smasher. Enjoy. has been having a lot of interesting thoughts about everything that's currently going on right now in the world you know and um it's very it's very interesting you know time to be alive in my opinion it's a it's getting really it's getting really very interesting you know and i feel like right now on the planet everything's starting to come to the surface you know we're starting to see you know all these different fake spiritual teachers out there are now starting to um there's a huge purging of the fake ones are coming to the surface um you know everyone who's not truly sort of practicing what they preach are starting to get purged out you know and for example me and laura uh, the other day you know we for example most of the time you know we're we're in nature we're going for a walk and the other day for example you know i was like i was um in nature and uh i was feeding this little bird a little robin some oats and uh, this this little robin come and jumped and bounced on my hand and it's kind of really interesting that you know that that's the reality that I'm looking at. And then over here, someone's saying, have you seen what's going on over here? I'll send us a video. He's seen the system over here. Babylon's fallen over here. And it's kind of interesting how all this is going on. Babylon's fallen, you know, and we're just sort of looking at a robin. Yeah. I think it's, um, we were, where were we at Loch? Is it Loch Lamond or Loch Lamond? I'm not too sure. Oh, we were at Loch Lamond anyway. And Dan was training by the van and I was just like sitting doing yoga by the lock. And like, just had this moment of like, I don't know how to describe it, just a moment of awareness where a seagull flew past us and I could I could really see the detail on the seagull's wings and it was just like, it just something came over us, it's like, wow, it's so amazing just to be alive. 
and I was sitting and the little ducks came up to us and I was like the ducks were making little cute noises and I like it was a really windy day and when the ducks went in the lock they were getting absolutely tanked by the waves and so I just I just sat there laughing for like about a good 10 minutes at these ducks and I just thought like it's such a simple pleasure being in nature I don't I'm not relying on technology to entertain us I'm just being entertained by just what's good and what's pure and what's true in the world and I think that's been such a, a culture shock when we've been going into Babylon. Like we've been enjoying nature where it's like, oh, look, there's a robin today. How cute. And then when we're going into like Babylon where it's everything's all gray, there's a horrible frequencies, people wearing masks. It's just um, the polarities have been getting more and more intense. Yeah, you? definitely. Well, it's interesting because for me, it's been the longest time in my entire life where I've sort of kind of been away from a big city. And it's probably been about a month now where I've been completely immersed in um, in a from a in a, in a in a nature environment where I've been completely immersed in sort of the only reality that's kind of in front of us because what I kind of feel like is um, especially the dynamic that's playing on the planet now we have this great push and pull you know between the reality that's in front of us versus um, the reality that someone else wants to portray, portray to us so for example you know if me and Laura's in nature or you whatever we're doing that's um, in our immediate reality you know we're focused on that however you've got you've got like things over here like the system the news the media trying to pull your attention trying to dictate a reality to you you know and um when yesterday when we actually had to drive back into the city kind of thing it the the only way i could describe this was like sort of the dance between when i used to watch pornography versus actually understanding what it means to be um to make real love you know like real love making and i think that's the sort of the the dynamic in society that's playing out right now where we kind of like we're getting we're getting given this reality that's kind of like it's you know it on the surface it, it feels it feels and it feels okay you know you get the pleasure pulls on the pleasure centers but it's on but underneath that the roots of that like it, it's sick and then for example you know like when you you like pro properly make love to a, to a woman or a man whatever your preference is um underneath the surface of that you know it's it's the the connection of that's more real you know it provides a, a greater substance the roots of it are more, are more sort of flourishing and it's really interesting because like for example you know when you know when when we sort of you know we disconnect ourselves from from um from nature you know in my opinion that opens opens us up to another reality to be forced upon us you know for example like when when I, like I was saying before, when I'm fully connected to, to nature, you know, no one can tell me or dictate the rhythms to me of what my reality should be, you know, because I'm actually living that reality that's in front of us. And it's very interesting because, you know, this is very similar what's playing out on the planet now. Like, for example, you know, we all, we've all heard of like experiments like MK Ultra and all these different psychological experiments that basically strip the human down, you know. And it's interesting because them psychological experiments, and that's and that's kind of going on now on a on a mass level in society where they basically, you know, and like where they strip down all your foundations away from 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 the man, you know, for example, just using the man as example, you know, the man no longer has no tribe, he's he's in complete isolation, you know, he's eating shitty food, and you know you can go on and on and on with that. But it's interesting to me because when you do that psychologically and you strip someone down, you strip a civilization down to the to the bare bones of who they are, and they they've got no disconnection to spirit, they've got no connection to nature. You know that's someone who can be easily manipulated, easily subdued, and that's a man who will uh, go along and, and a beer with this with this with the system. But also alongside of that, you know, 
that's why you find that you know we're living in a, in a world that's hyper vigilant you know where where the feminines no longer can be receptive it's been pulled in too dominant of the masculine the masculine's been too pulled too much into the feminine and it scrambles your compute complete sense of reality so then from that position you your mind and your consciousness becomes open to have a reality forced upon you yeah 100 <clears throat> percent beautifully put i think what society really does is it, it corrupts the good, the true and the beautiful and it sells us back a very watered down version of that. For example, um, in terms of the masculine, the, the man will normally go out and be the protector, be the provider, you'll go out and you'll have purpose and you'll be working in the community, building, like, building stuff, working on projects. And because that's been kind of corrupted within this society, it's... It, what society does is sells that watered down version back sells the watered down version of that back to men in the form of video games where they can can where they can reach objectives and checkpoints and and feel like they're being productive when really they're just staring into the abyss basically yeah it's interesting as well because something i've been kind of noticing a lot and i think as well like what i'm starting to realize now with everything that's going on in society now and i know a lot of you out there are also starting to realize this is that you know how how deep the psychological how deep the psych the, the psychological um um what's the word I'm looking for psychological things that have been put in front of us are how deep they go you know so for example like right now like i said before everything's purging at the surface you know we can all witness that like um for so long you know we, a lot of us have been subdued the feminine and the masculine has been has been divided completely you know that we've been they've separated us from nature you know it's hard to get back to buy land it's hard to you know in some places they've banned seeds this goes across the whole board and then you can start looking at things like for example um you know like the pornography culture where the masculine has been subdued with pornography you know um, and the masculine is no longer in the masculine the feminine has also been subdued with pornography but the feminine has been subdued with this is the way you should look you need to look like this so from every single angle the human consciousness is being pulled and stretched to be completely fragmented from every single level and this is going on with and then you can start breaking down like what's coming at the surface now fake spiritual teachers you know so supposed spiritual teachers who who um who were sort of dressed like us looked like us in certain positions of power trying to guide you to certain ways we're now they're also coming to the surface and we're starting to realize how deep this is goes like the the manipulation and the psychology and the, and the psychological warfare is like everywhere you right now on the planet you have to be like a complete assassin to try and navigate the the, the sea of complete um of of this psychological war you know and it, it goes so deep then on top of that we've got like in my opinion and people out there might disagree with this but this is what i definitely see also all these different psychological things like where you have like um black lives matter uh, which is funded by george soros you know you've got like all these different institutional um um psyops that are all around you trying to also pull your attention into certain directions instead of focusing on what you should be really focusing on and that's getting back closer to you you know going to that place whether that means physically or psychologically they're both intertwined in my opinion um but we're being fragmented from all angles you know and it, it's like how deep does this thing go uh, yeah. to navigate it it just what it shows to me is how how kind of precious and how powerful our life force energy is if there's so many different avenues that's trying to fight for that attention and i saw a video not that long ago it was like it was showing how energy harvesting works it was like two batteries 
coming together and it like it showed like the water being sucked or something i can't remember what it was it was like a fluid being sucked from the batteries it's and it showed how it doesn't matter if you are on the left or the right if you're you know if you're feminist or you know yeah um what's the word if you're like can't think of the opposite I know what you mean but like, like a, i don't know i don't know what the word is but um like proper against feminism it doesn't matter where your energy is it's as long as you out you're outraged of some about something your energy is still getting harvested into this sort of matrix that we're all living in and i think what the important thing to do is in this time is is keep your energy focused on what you want to manifest and that's so difficult because I, f- I still feel the pull of social media like oh what are they doing now I'm, i want to get outraged at this and yeah they're doing the dirty on yeah, us yeah they're really <laughs> doing the dirty on us it's I think it's it's all about having this sort of impulse control to to focus your energy on what you do want to manifest, but it's quite difficult. To yeah, do that. definitely for sure. And um, what I was going to say as well is, is I was going to speak about um, something that was interesting to me that I've started to notice, and I don't know if any any of you out there have started to notice this too. Me and Laura's really been noticing it, is how the sort of the EIs that are in YouTube that they're in all these different programs social media platforms are starting to are uh, they have bots that are actually burying the truth you know for so for example me and laura's been going looking trying to look for alternative videos and the only way to find videos now are alternative pieces of information you know you have to have that link recommended to by your friends so you know exactly where you're going um, it's no longer like a, a free platform where things are naturally coming at the surface anymore you know it's been heading this way for such a long time but also as well there's there's like bots in the comments like there's there's um like we've seen that starting to come to the surface with everything that's going on right now in the world there's certain bots that have been getting uh have been getting found out like the same bot in the same sequence has been repeating the same things on all of the platforms so it's kind of like you know um you know it's it's interesting that we're, we're all getting to see this now you know and there's a purpose to this because the sort of the magician is now in plain sight you know where in the past the magician was never in plain sight you know the ma- the magician tricks were always under the table and you never seen what was quite going on you know you were just put picking past uh, little pits here oh this this is here maybe this here but now the magician is on top of the table and we can all see where the magician's coming from you know and uh, the tricks are no longer working you know like it's like in the, in the matrix you know where like where the tr- where initially like uh, neo shows um yeah, it's what Morpheus shows to Neo the tricks in the Matrix and he says you know this is the illusion of the Matrix here's the girl in the red red dress don't look at the girl in the red dress anymore um, but you know for so long because we've been so subdued we've never seen the girl in the red dress but like so many people now are going ah that's the girl in the red dress and actually she's not the type of girl I want <laughs> <laughs> it's mad like I don't want to get back to the subject of pornography, but I'm going to bring it back there. But it is mad how much pornography sort of like numbs numbs your critical thinking fac- faculties and numbs your kind of senses to what reality actually is. It's um, we've been doing a lot of internal work recently, and we're like the more I'm realizing like pornography is just rape culture because when you're watching porn, you're not you're just looking to fill it, fulfill a need. You're not considered about the people that's on the screen. You're not considered about their well-being or what their lives are like. You're not considered. You're not considering the the vaster thing that you're funding of sex trafficking and paedophilia and all that sort of culture. You're literally just looking to fulfill a need, and that is what rape is. So that's. I feel like that rape culture and and pornography. It it affects men and women. Women are women have been subdued by this as well. And I've been working on like the the programming within myself to like 
to be involved in that sort of uh, frequency. It's it just it's something that both sexes really need to to heal. It's a big, 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 deep wound that yeah. needs healing on both sides. It's interesting because, like, from a masculine perspective, you know, when I used to when I used to watch porn and masturbate, it's like, um, you know, when you're in that when you're in that place, it's only when you come out of that place you go like, ah, oh, like you can now take a breath, you know, um, from that from that state of being. It's kind of like, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like you're in like a, a a deep pit with inside of the self, and it's only when you come out of that state you realize like. Ah, that's what it was. That's why I was doing that for. That's what it was doing. That's how it was subduing my senses. And when me and Laura have been doing a lot of like work with psychedelics and stuff, and we 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 work together, and we're healing certain aspects of ourselves, you know, this has been a fundamental thing that's been uh, purging out of us. You know, is how where we've been a part of that. You know, how we're also we play into that culture. You know, for example, around the world, you know, like was it like sixty million or fifty million books worldwide were sold at fifty shits fifty shits of grey, fifty shits of grey, and um, and it's one of them things like you know we can we can definitely see that that is another sort of a in my opinion it's been another psychological operation that's kind of like you know it's kind of pre- preventing us from the from where we should be you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's Fifty Shades of Grey was a psychological operation, but no, it, uh, what I mean, what I mean by that is literally, literally, I mean, what I mean is not specifically. What I mean is, is that the the whole energy provoked to to yeah. for people for people to buy uh, that. Book. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think it really showed the like the collective unconscious of women. <laughs> like, you know, um, there's at the same time there was the the feminist movement of you know, um, really anger towards rape and rape culture and like you know, um. And, you know, I was part of that and I felt that deep sort of rage. But at the same time, people were buying Fifty Shades of Grey, which is about a book. It's a, it's about a guy who is like very possessive and into some deviant, dark sexual shit. So it just shows how, you know, the feminine is um, has been kind of subdued by that energy as well. Yeah, definitely. Someone said in the comments, critical thinker said, birds remind us of our inherent freedom. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting because like birds are a constant reminder of our of human stupidity and how hilarious we are because, you know, we're the only species in nature that appears to live on this planet, you know, and like how hilarious is that? You know, we've like, we've we've took ourselves so far away from, from like I read this quote the other day and it said, Human beings have um have made it so hard for themselves. It could have been staying, having dancing and, and eating, picking fruit from the trees in the Garden of Eden. But now we've got to pay tax and we've got to pay bills. We've got to we've got to focus on our credit scores. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it's inverted. You know, like how far we've gone away from ourselves. And I know, like when people say that, you know, people will go like, "Oh, you're too up in the clouds. You're too you're too uh, you're too pulled away from 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 the, from the human." But it couldn't be any far from the truth because we've the the problem is, is that we're too far away from a hu- from being human to not understand that that is who we inherently tr- inherently are. You know that we've complicated the human experience so much that it actually inverts our own spirit and takes it away from that. Yeah, I think it really take like takes the real meaning and substance out of life because I was eating an orange today. And I was just thinking, I have no idea where this orange has come from. I don't know where it was grown, what country it was grown in. I don't know anything about the process of how it was grown or anything like that. It's just so detached yeah. from what I'm actually eating, which humans of the past would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And, 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 and interesting as well, just something else I wanted to also bring up as well, because I was kind of reading the comments that I was going through and someone reminded us of this. I can't remember, I can't remember what comment was. Um, but in the last one, when I did the video talking about Sadhguru, and I was doing the, I did the Indian voice, you know, I did the Indian voice, and um, I had a lot of people t- saying that, um, 
like calling racism on that you know and it's very interesting because this this is a good example for me to highlight and show how how deep the the inversion goes because for example you know like in the uk um you know people can can see like com comedians or people you know they can put on accents for for jokes and for laughs and and it's fine for example you know you can do a scott scottish guy and you'd be like all right why we jimmy the locks over there the lock the Loch Ness Monster's coming to get you, Jimmy. Or you can do many different accents, for example. Or you can do a Cockney, like a London guy, where he's like, um, all right, mate, come down landing Front Street, mate. You want some uh, bags and emmers? <laughs> <laughs> We're forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can do that. But then when you do the Indian guy, like, hello, my name is Saguru. Straight away, as soon as you do that, it's like, oh, it's racism. But it's interesting because this is this. I wanted to. What, the reason why I wanted to say this for was because like, it kind of shows how how much I, we've been frag fragmented in terms of like the media using the race card upon us. And the reason why I feel it's doing it for is because, and it's not the only form, but there's many forms to this. But it it's a form that fragments you in a, in a place in your mind where you don't even know what you can say anymore. Like you don't even know how to act from like your natural impulses to to like it's a natural thing within the human spirit to have a laugh take the mic you know all great spiritual teachers will will be the first to say like it's the the more enlightened you get the more you want to have a laugh at people the more you want to joke about people like all my best friends the best people are me is the ones we we take we rip the piss out of each other and it's absolutely fine we don't do it in a negative way we do it in like a a humoristic way where you can like it's a push and pull it's like a dance you know and um we've kind of like lost that innate ability and this goes across the board from many angles we don't even know how to to communicate for a start but we don't even know like how to honor like honor things that are that are okay to, to do yeah. because it's been like the media and everything is like fragmented it i think it shows how how deep the inversion goes because i've been around a lot of people that have are of different races and if somebody's been rude to them, or like the same way that they've been rude to me, like in a, in a work environment, they they automatically go, "Oh, I think he's low key racist." But for me, I was just like, "He's just, you know, I was I wasn't filtering my reality through the lens of race. I was filtering it through like just uh, from my perspective." So it does show that when I have spoke about this loads of times on the podcast, but when you are overly focused on racism, it's you're perpetuating the realm of thought of distinguishing people between race. You know that that is racist at at its core, like being racist at its core. Is you're you are perpetuating that realm of thought where you you see things through the eyes of race, and I think it's so inverted because you know having a joke like that about accents is it shows that you know you don't see him as any different. You see him as on on your level, but to not make a joke like about one race actually is much more patronizing it says oh well you know you're a victim so i'm not i'm going to treat you differently i'm going to treat you like a victim that's i don't see how that's being fair at all that yeah. is you know it's it's being i don't want to say racist but it's it's being very patronizing towards somebody it's just so inverted i don't see how how tiptoeing around someone is actually empowering them at all yeah for sure um someone said and i'm i apologize if i miss any comments i always try to go back and go up i'm just trying to keep it flowing you know the first one i see because it's moving up and down but never mind said are big teachers and gurus afraid of something against the main narrative 
um yeah so definitely i mean i think um a lot of people don't understand this but i feel like we're really getting to see right now on the planet you know who's 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 up for who's up for it you know who's like willing to 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 put on the line their fancies and the lollies because a lot of spiritual teachers for example i read this the other day and it was talking about how sad guru and this might this figure might be wrong but it said it made around uh, online it's somewhere on an online source said he was making 25 million pound a year you know um i think it's his net worth 25 sorry, million. sorry his net worth 25 million and um for me you know that that kind of says it all you know i think it's going to take a he already with that has a lot of bring that must bring a lot of and i, and I feel sorry for him you know that must bring a lot to his psychological t- table in terms of himself even though he's on the paper he looks like a um, like a guru you know but um all gurus have things to work on or they wouldn't be in the human realm for a start um i feel like everyone who's in this realm has things to work on and he's he's not he's no different from that and no matter how high or low we are we can all we're all susceptible to to fall back into the darkness you know and the more that you start letting a little bit of darkness in the more that creeps through more and more in, y- in yourself as well um so i feel like you know a lot of people are are in deep you know they're in deep and that we can, i think we're all getting to see how some spiritual teachers are also like controlled folly you know like they're in the right places dressing like certain people saying the right things but now it's coming at the table that you know that they weren't as switched on as they seem. There was a really funny video that me and Laura watched uh, today, and it was a, um, a like a, a sort of a yogi kind of guru guy from um, was it from in Afghanistan? I, I don't know where it, some where country. It was I can't remember where it was anyway, but um, I, it was it was somewhere anyway. Um, I'm, I'm sure it was somewhere like um, I'm not too sure anyway. But he and he was saying like um, he was like going uh, what did he say again? He went some he went some of these uh, teachers. What do you say again? Some of these teachers, he went. He went. These Christ. He went. These Christians are are so scared to go to heaven. They're so scared to go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> they want to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> it is mad. Uh, just while we're on the topic of sad guru, like I watched a video of him at like a UN table saying that the world's overpopulated and we need to reduce the population. And I just think anyone that kind of falls for that line of thinking is kind of already kind of warped in the sense he said something like you know if we take away the bees the the planet will crumble but if we take away the humans the planet will flourish and i just think that's such a like a one-dimensional way to think about human nature and how you know and see humans as kind of a parasite on the planet which we can be in some senses but to kind of say that you know we're we're ultimately a parasite in our nature and there's nothing good about human nature that we need to kind of depopulate the planet is rings alarm bells for me especially from a spiritual teacher yeah. and also as well like one of the arguments i've seen in the comments w- when i was sort of presenting that information the other day about sad guru i'm also balanced in a way to understand like you know there's a there is there's also sort of a, a cycle that can be played out where i'm calling him out you know and that's that's kind of like you know it's not nice to to call out people you know and sort of point out certain things like they, they may be out of balance it's not nice to do that but I think it's I think it's like when you when you are on that pedestal and you and you are also you're impacting so many people's lives. I think I think you you deserve the right if you are if you are going out of balance. You deserve you know some people to point that out to you. You know if you're responsible for which he is and he's took that upon himself because if you're in a role like that and you call yourself sad guru guru you know um, whatever a guru means because in my opinion I think like if you were a real guru. A true guru, you wouldn't want any. You wouldn't want to call yourself a guru. Just like if you were a god, you wouldn't want to call yourself a god. You know. Yeah. Um, like the true gods always say, you know, that I'm you. I'm not a god. Don't worship me. You know, all the greatest teachings of Buddha, um, all the different teachings around the world. You know, they all 
seer, you know, don't worship me, worship the self, you're the God within, you know, um, but we can definitely see the pedestal of spiritual teachers right now, you know, who like, after every word they say, they're like, yes, yes, mm -hmm. they, they think that this sign is like, now you can clap at me, <laughs> now, yes, I'm with, I'm wise, now you can clap at me. Yeah. <laughs> it is mental. I just think, I think he's obviously focused on like what people want to hear and not really not really the, the ultimate truth and what people need to hear which is sad um mike mike said men's right activists question mark um the bunch of counter feminist feminist movements yeah well that's what we've seen before like it's um all these different movements we've we've noticed in our lives are you know are just are just again psyops to distract the masses and in, in, in sort of um, scramble your psychological attention in of in, 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 in different ways, you know? Yeah, I think if anything's pointing you towards, like, hate this group, hate this person, just kind of try to stay away from that because it's just falling into that line of self and other thinking that's kind of prevalent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, someone said in the com comment, EI is, psych is psychic. Yeah, it might be psychic in the future. Um, but it's interesting, though, like, because um, I haven't spoken about this enough, but, you know, the... We can all say like there's this movement of transhumanism that's happening for sure, you know, like where they're trying to like create this transhumanistic, transhumanistic world, you know, like they're getting us sort of subtly prepared for it, you know, movies have been doing that for a long time. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting like to see how that's going to, how that's going to play out in the future because there is like this, you know, there's more people, for example, now where like, you know, people are, are focusing like this, this guy's probably working away like now probably watching porn at the same time but they're working away in little cubicles you know like building ai bots and um, working these long hours to kind of like to, to to build the infrastructure of society that's coming but then there's also this resurgence of people like for example like me and laura now you know we're educating ourselves on land you know we're like we're looking into what seeds to grow and things like that so there is going to be like a there is it's going to be interesting to see like where this where the ship goes for humanity you know because there's there's loads of there's loads of communities now as we're manifesting and putting our mind towards this, there's loads of things starting to tentacles starting to pop up, you know. I think the internet has been really good for for showing off the human shadow, because we've all been you know programming our consciousness into it by what we're searching, and that's obviously feeding back and reflecting back at us like different aspects of our psyche that need to be healed and you know integrated. Because before, I think back in the past, truth. The truth kind of seemed black and white, but we're now realizing because so many people are plugged into this internet that the truth can look very different to very like to to a mass group of people, and it's causing this kind of this friction between us that that's ultimately leading us towards ourselves and working on why am I triggered by this? Yeah, Raw Rusty in the comments says everyone says they won't get the spice until all jobs mandate. See, I want to use the word spice from now on. Spicy, spicy. Sad guru, get the spice. <laughs> but everyone says they won't get the spice until jobs mandated. What do you think happens when they do that? Well, this is very interesting because um, this is a question that I've I've actually been asked um, on quite a quite a few occasions. Like quite a few people sort of kind of uh, reached out and said, um, "So you know, like how in life, and I want to do a podcast about this and go a little bit deeper. I want to prepare some notes and kind of like break it down instead of just doing it off the cuff." Because like I have a mind as well, and I've got to kind of if I, sometimes if I scramble my mind all over the place, sometimes I, if I focus on a topic, um, I can give it sort of more uh, power kind of thing. Um, but just to basically give a brief overview, you know, we all know that in life that um, the laws, the legal system, and the laws have been set up in a way to kind of prevent, you know, hu true human rights. You know, we're not taught about the difference of natural law and things like that, and how 
and how these things can play into the system. You know, like for example, when you turn up in a courtroom, you enter into their jurisdiction. You know, you're a corporate. You see you as a corporate entity, not a not a natural man or a natural human being. Um, and there's, there is like sort of universal laws that we can all agree upon that um, that that do protect the the human, do pr- protect the spirit, but they've been kind of like kind of led away from. And someone like asked me the asked the question like, can um, natural? And it plays into this question what Raw Rusty said. You know, can natural um, universal law kind of like um, protect you from the the spice uh, that's coming up in the system and um my opinion on this is and i'll let laura give hers but my opinion is that it's not going to protect you because um when you're operating in their world like what for example we're already seeing now how like if you go into how for example from a legal perspective uh, the law says that you don't have to appeal to certain things things aren't man- mand- mandatory but however the corporate world now has their own r- rules just like youtube has their own rules facebook has this all their own rules and this has been moving to this for a long time and i feel like you know when we're not gonna be able to to overcome this if we stay in that world and in, in my opinion you know if like if we continue if the laws come in and say like you have to have this which they already are to do something we're not going to be able to bypass that by being in that world my opinion is you have to take it remove yourself from that and, and like what book bookminster book filler says you have to create a new reality that renders the old reality obsolete and that's that's my reality on it. You not I don't think you're ever going to be able to escape um, that reality if you're embedded within that reality. You know. I think it's it's ultimately just pushing towards self sufficiency, and it's it's kind of you know pushing us there through the uncomfort. Which um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't like to think about what the future is going to look like in Babylon because it's it's going to get really really horrible. So I'm just kind of trying to focus my energy on on what we are going to be creating yeah definitely um i actually had that through in a psychedelic experience the, the other day i've got loads to talk about in the psychedelic experience and um, I'm, I'm trying to formulate my notes of some of the things that went down and um, but i was like one of the things that come through to me was it was like kind of like shown as um you know this this kind of like the the dance in us all you know like sort of kind of like being you know like constantly all every single day um having an hour and i hope i'm guilty of this too you know as well like i'm just i'm recognizing that but this dance between like how it's in our face all the time you know it's constantly in your face and and that's like from a from an unconscious perspective just like your reality in your waking life plays and it goes and seeps into your unconscious and it plays out in your dream realm that's also like doing that from like what they're trying to do in terms of like how they want to to want you they want to harvest your energy to create the reality they want because even if you're like in your head and you're thinking about it all the time going like i don't want this i don't want that the fact that you're always thinking about it is the fact that you you, you you're bringing that into reality you know you're transmuting it through yourself like we are like much more powerful than we've been led to believe you know and they like everyone they know that you know like everyone knows that and um you know if you're like constantly um in that thought realm all the time what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to manifest in front of you? And that's why that like, you have to start understanding that. And I'm not saying there's nothing, there's not an importance of like having one eye open and being aware of that world too. Um, but most of the time, have your eyes on where you're going, you know, where you want to go. Yeah. I think a lot of the truth channels kind of are guilty of getting people stuck in that kind of fear yeah. spiral. And I love it when Owen Benjamin's like, they're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the frequency of just like, oh my God, they're coming for me. <laughs> well, listen, like 
what Owen Benjamin says, like, you know, like squirting, hurting, you know, I'm squirting, I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is true, you know, like, it's interesting, though, how that, that word magic does have, like, resonances as well, you know, like, for example, like, hurting, squirting, you know, like, when you're watching porn, I'm hurting, I'm squirting. Hmm. Um, these words are, like, are all, and what was the word that we said the other day, like, when I, I said to you about, oh, I can't remember what it was, anyway, no. but anyway, like, we know, like, when me and Laura are together, for example, and we, like, we hear a word, for example, or we read a word, and it's like, ah, oh, look at the double, like, barreled thing and that, like, what oh, it, the double like, meaning. like, the double inverted meaning, you know, kind of thing. Like, language is, like, it really, it's really, the, the words are wrapped around us. Like, for example, me and Laura um, are learning um, a different language at the moment, and um, we kind of, like, well, Laura's learned it more than me. <laughs> she's going to learn it, and then she's going to teach me. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm still I'm still learning to speak English. <laughs> but um, anyway, and we've started to learn that, you know, like in, for example, other cultures, they have like, their language is, is more like expressive. Like, for example, in other countries, they have like the, they speak from the feminine or the masculine perspective, whereas like in, in um, for, with our language, you know, we're just like we're, we're just it's just one kind of root to that, you know. That's yeah. that's how we describe it. But um, but basically, you know, like we can see how like how kind of language has been is like is also used on on many different fronts, you know, to kind of like stop our creativity, stop our imagination, stop our where we express express ourselves, but also like kind of like invert uh, a lot of legal things as well, you know, in the way we operate as a human. Yeah, language is really fascinating. That's something I've I want to get back into learning about is language. Because Terence McKenna has some really good videos on it. So I'm gonna yeah, language, <laughs> language, language is all there is. <laughs> you are the language. You are the center of your Mandela. I'm a racist. I've just talked about Terence McKenna. I've just put. I, I wonder if Terence McKenna's like, oh, you racist. How dare you put my accent on like that? <laughs> you complete racist. <laughs> Um, someone put uh, boy did I enter this conversation in an odd place <laughs> talking about pornography <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting like there's a lot of comments talking about um, like Stephen says um, pornography is dreadful for the soul uh, once you remove it energy will you will notice from the benefit someone else said in the comments before I can't see where it is but someone said oh, um, yeah I am prosperity said porn is a low bi- vibration activity yeah I mean and, and it is interesting because like you know, on the like from a masculine perspective, and I know this is the same for Laura, but just speaking from my perspective, I know it's not always fair to speak from the feminine perspective, but um, like my on my journey towards that, you know, like I was kind of like in this place where I had something inside that was telling us, you know, like this doesn't feel right, you know, like when I was like carrying out the act, you know, we always have that little voice inside that's like saying, oh, this doesn't feel right, this is low vibration. Um, but for me, it was kind of like, and I, I kind of owe this to Laura to kind of degree because you know I was always already on the path to to, to this. But um, when me and Laura got together, um, we started learning a lot about this energy dynamic and how the 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 you know them how that energy dynamic with inside the self can be out of balance and we can be operating too much from the to, from the lower frequencies. And me and Laura had like loads of experiences where like um, where we were able to like through each other like through ideas and through psychedelics and doing practices together we were able to hold space for them parts within us that had been like um hyperactive and out of balance in the wrong in the wrong place and that was like kind of when me and laura seen the reptilian as well you know when we were doing a lot of healing work we 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 feel like one of the reasons why we saw ourselves as a reptilian you know there's maybe other reasons to that as well which we're gonna maybe you need to dive into further but um 
one of the definitely things is that we noticed that how like that lower nature was playing out in us you know and how that was operating through us all and how we we play a part in 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 that which is there you know too yeah 100 percent. sorry i was kind of just zoning out in my head there uh, how he someone know. said wait there's two seconds someone said uh, British Immortal Haiku said your Indian voice has no justification mate no one it will offend people why go there because you know like if you get if you get offended that's, that's you. you you're getting offended it's your problem he says he got over it yeah it's kind of interesting because you know like whatever triggers you heal, you need to heal you know like if, if you can't like if you can't, if something basically triggers you, that's where you need to heal it, you know. Yeah, I used to get triggered when people go get in the kitchen, woman. But really, it's like I was denying my own femininity and my my the part of me that loved to serve and love to like yeah. provide for others. And also, I kind of feel like you know, like this, and this also kind of plays into the whole psychological operation, which which really pulls on on the strings of like a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people who have good intentions with like a lot of these movements out there in the world, but I feel like you know um. A lot of these things pull on the aspect of of that of that vulnerable human. You know, we've been like subdued in, in a kind of a way where, for example, you know, like someone says, "I want to identify with this. I want to identify with this. I need to be identified. You have to tell me." You know, like um, like your mind, your your mind, my mind. You know, your body, my choice, kind of thing. You know, um, and if you like, kind of like, if you're you know, if you're someone out there who is triggered by some what someone calls you, or you need to put it upon other people to 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 clarify you know what you need to be classed as or what you need to be called then you're already in my opinion you're already too far away from the path because once you like kind of like understand what you truly are you realize you're not your name you're not your accent you're not the skin you look you're nothing you know you're like you're much more deeper than that and to identify and and for me when someone gets triggered by these by these surface things it shows to me that, that there's still there's a lot more work to do and I'm not saying there's no more work to do in me but I'm just saying that these surface things are highlighting again and again your attachment to who you think you are but you're not that, you're much deeper than that and that's why spiritual teachers freely take the mick out of each other, you know, Yeah. in that realm. It's interesting because we were at some Commonwealth war graves the other, like about a week or two ago and like some some of them didn't have any names on because they weren't able to identify the soldiers and some had names on and some were just like a sailor but it one we thought about was like it doesn't make a difference what the name is or if they're just a sailor obviously it makes a difference for the families being told Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but 100 years on the name is basically nothing the 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 name of sailor is nothing as well it's just it doesn't take into account the full lived experience of that being yeah definitely for sure and uh, Shilly Marie, Shilly Marie says follow your intuition don't fall for the deception yeah well that's what I'm saying like we should be we should be we should be our own guru you know maybe his name instead of sad guru should be you should be your own guru <laughs> do you want to read that one um, Joe said hi do how do I find out about your treat in Wales please I've it's been has it been already already or? no no there's actually one more place left as well um there's a link in the description underneath if you want to go to the website and it's all explanatory it's all there uh, but there's one more place left on the retreat um it was it was sold out but someone um pulled out so maybe that's your place into it you know yeah. which would be i'd love to see you there yeah, i'm really looking forward to the retreat it's gonna be it's gonna be sick yeah definitely we want to do some more of them because um you know we want to get get together with like-minded people and create a si- also we've been learning a lot of skills you know like 
in terms of healing, like a lot of the practices. Like for me, one of the ones that fascinates me is eye gazing. Um, and I think there's not a lot of research being done on this. I would love to run like, you know, in the future, if I could, I would love to run experiments with like even like test eye gazing with psychedelics and run scientific experiments on on what is that's what's provoking because i know that psychedelics aren't just the way and um, but it kind of like it, it is a nudge to for some people like the dumb monkey mind to get over that line like sometimes i need that little nudge you know when i get too um attached and wrapped around the physical density and um, sometimes you know that can give me that little push or that little nudge you know and um, like sometimes me and laura for example we just take two hits on a bong you know and it's enough as well as creating the ceremony and space to nudge us over that line but for me eye gazing is one of them that i think it's got so much potential to be like you know to what we're learning it's like a psychedelic portal within itself and it can there's something it's it's a, um, like i say it needs refined this understanding but there's something about eye gazing that we've been discovering we've been doing it for about a year and a half now where there is something that acts as a like a you know, they always say that eyes are the windows to the soul, but there's something that reacts in that space um, through the, the connection of the souls kind of thing. And it uses the other person to bring healing through and bring teachings. And it comes together in this interesting, symmetrical way. Yeah, it is fascinating how we kind of... Like, I'll just I'll be seeing something in front of us and I'll say to Dan what, I, what, what was going through my mind and what I was seeing. And it'll be amazing how that was like in alignment with what he was seeing and feeling and what he needed to heal and what I needed to heal. Just absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's well worth a try if you've got something to do it yeah, with. Yeah, definitely. Well, for example, one that I want to dive into more and I, I want to give it more, a bit of more thought and attention and all the podcasts I'm going to do about something that came through. But when we, Laura, what I guess, and, you know, Laura's here, I want to see her react, show her reaction to this as well. I'm not going to go deep into it because I'm, like I said, I'm going to give it a bit more time to integrate. But, you know, when we, me and Laura, what I guess, and, uh, karma came through you know like a karma that I had in a past life come through and she, you know Laura witnessed that at face value she's seen that you know transmuted through her as it did through me and the the, the, the eye gazing you know brought that to reality in a way that we could both look at it in from different perspectives um, through what she was seeing and what I was seeing and um, the way we it transmuted through the physical world we both able to like to go ah that was it you know but look at it in different ways and obviously Laura could bring a different emphasis to it and I could also bring my emphasis to it yeah it's just interesting to see how we were kind of put together and you had to learn certain things through the relationship and I've had to learn certain things and it's how it's tied karmically it's just fascinating yeah one one big thing that I'm starting to learn is that um, and I think this is one of the biggest lessons that I'm up to in my journey and I want to go more into this more deeper into this but just to slightly touch on it is that you know in the past when I've heard about the law of attraction and I think this is probably you know, I'm, I'm probably going to learn another bigger lesson uh, in the future, but just, you know, for like you serious seekers out there, this is one of the biggest lessons that I've got right now in my journey and is that, that the universe is a kind of like, you know, it's turning up for you. And this is where I'm at on my path of awakening or enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, whatever that even means, you know. Um, but where I'm up to on my journey is I'm, I, I know for a fact now that reality is turning up in a way for us, for us to, to learn, you know, like the shadow in traumas and emotions and karma that has been unprocessed and needs healed is manifesting in our physical reality um, through our people that turn up like for this relationship through family members through people that walk up, up, up to on the street you know and it's playing out in a way for you to face it and um, transmute it and once you transmute it that's the key to manifestation 
you know, I think that's what the greatest masters on the planet are doing. They they have the ability to like move it, you know, like to go into the shadow fast, stretch it out, move it, get in that space, heal it, transmute it into light, and move on to the next thing. And that's how we move towards that garden of Eden with inside of the self. Yeah, definitely. It makes us like you know when spiritual teachers have been on a fast for like 40 days or 30 days or whatever it blows my mind because after after two no, days I, or a day or how long did we do it for two days it was 48 hours 48 hours it was just like so much stuff was coming to the surface mm. like i felt i felt all this repressed anxiety that had been that I'd had insiders and i could literally i couldn't even get up without feeling like i was going to have a heart attack but it was all linked to something that i needed to face which was so much healing so it makes me really appreciate how much deep healing these sort of spiritual teachers have gone through especially on a fast yeah definitely um i am prosperity said gurus don't fear uh, don't push fear narratives and also i thought i thought gurus are not meant to be scared of death as well i thought they're not not be scared of death you know like that uh, guru i said before you know like all these he's like all these people in the west they're scared to go to heaven the only reason why they're scared to go to heaven maybe sad guru's scared to go to heaven because he's, he's got so much that he's going to get tanked on you know yeah. Or, or whatever that means you know when he crosses over the realm he's going to get tanked on the karmas because I, I feel like you know what I've learned about karmas right now is I can see why certain people are pushing karma away you know why they're running to the other side of the world away from it because you know because they're going to get tanked like, I thought I thought I was like you know like when the ego comes over and it's like oh I've got no karma I've got no trauma <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fine I'm great and then bam here you go take yeah. this you know take yeah. this remember when you did this in the past life oh fuck I, I pushed that one aside didn't i um you know so and i and if it, it is scary you know look at it it's, it's kind of frightening to look at it um but on the other side of it it's 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 bliss it's beautiful yeah you like, literally can't escape it either you can't, you can't it will away. chase you through each lifetime it, it will like it'll chase you so far and um, maverick says do you think money is bad I um, I don't think money's bad at all, but I think in if you're speaking about that in relationship to Sadhguru with him like having a net worth of twenty five million, I think if you're in a position like that where you've got twenty five million, like that's your net worth, and it depends who's kind of influencing you with your with that kind of money. You know, if if you've held your life up to a certain standard and you've got certain things on the line, and you you might have to push certain agendas to keep that kind of money flow coming in. But inherently, I don't think money is a bad thing. I think it's got a lot of stigmas and traumas attached to it through because of, you know, poverty and the way people have lived in the past. But money is just a collective belief that we all believe in. And ultimately, it's just energy at the end of the day. Yeah, there's many ways I could take this. But um, I think money is a tool, you know, and like money can be used for good or bad. Like, for example, you know, I don't know Sadhguru personally, you know, um, maybe I'll sit down from one day and we'll have a cup of tea, you know. Well, I don't drink tea, but I might have a tea. I'll have a water. He might have a tea, you know, um, and we'll be able to, we'll be able to have a bit, a bit of a deep conversation. But um, yeah, maybe not though. If uh, you know if certain things are going down at the minute, maybe not. Maybe not allowed to sit on the same table anymore. You know, <laughs> maybe not allowed in the same changing room. <laughs> maybe not allowed in the same uh, restaurant. Um, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see where um, where where that where that goes. Um, but anyway, um, money's a tool, you know. And for example. Um, uh, I thought it was interesting, like, for example, you know, if Sadhguru, for example, if you just using him as an example, you know, his net worth is 25 million. You know, what's he doing with that 25 million? You de- definitely don't need 25 million for yourself. That's for sure. Um, you know, so w- what, what's he doing with that? And um, there's a there's a, a interesting, a really interesting guy who I know called, um, who I, a rapper who I think 
really a lot of interest out of is called Nas. Um, if you haven't checked out Nas's music, he's really interesting. Um, I remember years ago listening to his first album called Untitled, which was like the song Sly Fox. Check that out. It's such a, a class song. It's like Sly Fox locked in the video box with the idiot talks. They monopolize the news and the views and the channel you choose. Propaganda, visual cancer, the eye in the sky, number five on the dash. Secret agenda, freaking Nintendo. Watch what you're watching. Foxy Phoenix, Toxic Box. <laughs> Unplug from the Matrix. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, Nas says, um, Nas basically, he's one of the first, like, uh, multi, uh, I think he's the first rapper to ever become a billionaire. And um, he has this amazing line in his song. And um, he says, like, um, he says, I'm the first, he's something like, I'm the first billionaire. He says, he says, but what am I doing with it? He says, I'm buying back the ancestors, I'm buying back the land from my ancestors. So he's going around Africa and he's buying land, you know, for his ancestors, for like the villages and communities, buying back the land that was always theirs, you know, and, and giving it back to communities. So it's kind of like a tool, you know, like we can, money can be just like fire, money can be used for bad, but it can also be used, as Laura said, it's energy can be used for good as well. Um, but another answer to this, to keep rambling, also I feel like, you know, um, in my opinion, I feel like where the world could be going to, to it can, there is a possibility for a world that is void of money, you know. That is, it goes back to them roots, you know, where we're like trading, you know. Like, for example, if you're in a community, do you really need money, you know? If like, if you just share resources and you share food. And I think that's a reality too as well. And I know a lot of people say that's kind of like up in the air. It's like airy-fairy, you know, but I kind of, I don't, you know. I think it's definitely a possibility. Everything's possible in this realm. It's interesting, you know, because even on this planet, you know, money's only been like a, money's only kind of like been for, for um not long you know it hasn't been that hasn't been in sort of fluctuation within the human psyche for that long you know it was it was trade and barter before that you know and it was co human corporate uh, corporate how is it human corporation corporation, uh, corporation. <laughs> i'll get there eventually uh let me go up i've scrolled too far down while laura's reading that someone says love joe dispenser yeah joe dispenser's sick someone said uh Earthworth says, follow plants, not gurus. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think it's a Terence McKenna quote, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Or you love that. He says, Terence McKenna says, take yourself, some of the greatest teachers in society are not the ones that you think. He says, take yourself down to the nearest, to the nearest water or a mountain. They're the greatest teachers. For sure, you know. Mike said as well, while Laura's still scrolling, agreed, I don't label myself using terms like that. I can avoid it. Yeah, for sure. Like I say, if you, you know, if you, that's one of the biggest problems when you identify with like who you think you are, like the the name, the job. You know, that's when you get offended. You know, you can easily get offended if someone like calls your name or something. You know, it's like it's like fine, call is what I want. You know, it, it used to be always interesting to me. Like when I used to do the podcast and I used to move around, and I used to go to someone, and I was terrible at pronouncing names. Like I would always never forget a name, but I once initially it takes me a while to learn a name, and um, I would call someone. Like I remember this, uh, I did this podcast with this one guy. And I said, like, um, I went, I, I don't know, I'm just making this up. I can't remember who it was. And I'm not going to call them out. But I like, for, I said, for example, I went, hi, David. And he was called something completely different. And he got so offended. And I felt like that for me is kind of like, if you get offended by someone calling you the wrong name, like you're, you're out of balance, you know, like call me what you want, you know, like someone said in the comments, call me daddy. <laughs> call me daddy. Daddy's thirsty. I've seen that comment as well. Yeah, I don't, know who's, I don't okay. know who's in the bottom there. Call me, call me what you want. Call me daddy. Call me mommy. <laughs> I'm not this body and I'm not this mind. <laughs> sounds like a pedophile. Nine inches for a yeah little booty. That sounds a little bit pedophilic to me. Yeah. Um, I read one further up 
just trying to find it again. Something about transhumanism. Yeah, so I don't know if it's Maverick or Maverick. It says, uh, transhuman agenda scares me. I think I that's Maeve who's coming on the retreat. I don't know. I think it's spelled differently. Is it? I don't know. I, I know so many old mates who are trans now and they and they say they present themselves feels so robotic. So I think David Icke speaks about this. Like the transgender movement is kind of a a kind of tiptoe towards the transhumanist agenda by kind of skewing the lines between genders so people learn not to identify with themselves kind of thing but kind of identify them with themselves with a label and that makes it easier to kind of tiptoe to that transhumanist agenda I don't know if that's what you mean but um yeah I can see how that can happen um I don't really want to get too deep into the, the transgender movement thing because I think it's quite controversial but I do think some souls have kind of have kind of been like a, a maybe a, a masculine soul in the past. They've been males throughout the past lifetimes, and then if they've come into this lifetime and they're in a female body, I can see how they would kind of identify more with the male essence. I think that's a very real possibility, but I also think um, there is a kind of psychological operation going on to kind of to kind of confuse children and kind of skew people's energy that way. But that's all I have to say on that, really. Yeah, for sure. British Moral HQ. And all love, by the way, brother. Um, if you're a girl or a boy, I don't know what you are. But um, anyway, all love before. But um, we as a human being should have the right to five elements. Earth, water, fire and gas. God-given right. Yeah, it's it, true. You know, it's it's interesting. It's like it's inverted again. You know, we're like, we're subdued into believing, you know, that these aren't, right, aren't, aren't our natural given right, you know. Like, we really are, you know, like we've inverted ourselves so much that like if someone for example like swims in a lake like we've had experience with you know that's not your lake someone owns that lake you know that's not your land you can't you can't you can't just like sleep there you can't just pull up your van there you know you're not allowed to do this um you know so it's so it's it's my we've gone so far away from from who we are you know it's it's really interesting because I kind of like I say this before but I I do envy like I envy the hunter gatherer you know like envy the hunter gatherer who was just like at that one time on the planet who was just you know living from their reality what was in front of them you know we can't even operate fully from our reality now you know it's kind of we've kind of been blocked off to to, to that you know um laws and stipulations all 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 affect that our way back to that place which was like i said before like you know do you think adam and the eve adam and eve in the garden of eden you know like whether that's just metaphor for consciousness do you think you know do you think they were like worrying about paying bills you know paying tax you know no they were in the garden of eden they're just picking the food off the trees you know do you think they want antidepressants yeah do you think antidepressants it is mental like because Owen Benjamin gave an example when he, he was on a podcast with Jay, James True saying that his, his wife used to be on antidepressants and she used to, her life then was literally just, you know, she'd wake up in a, in a box of a house, she'd get into a car for two hours, drive in LA, in LA traffic, sit in a little cubicle all day as an engineer and drive back home and then, you know, go to bed. And of course, if you're living a life like that, that's so kind of empty and shallow, of course, you're going to feel depressed um i've had my experience with that as well but i think the life you can create when you're more connected to nature and you're you're more in tune with the elements and where your food comes from it's like it creates a different it just brings you back to like a like a base human being like the the natural human being and i think in that world i think antidepressants are very foreign yeah like i said before when you're in that place your reality someone else can't dictate the reality to you you know yeah um but also I noticed as well, like, um, through my journey is that, you know, when you're in kind of like that fast-paced world, 
and you're working in these jobs that are or trying to suck your energy force and wanting more and more from you all the time because i've been i've worked in them jobs you know where like you're like hey, you're, you're on time here yeah. you're on time oh can you come oh, you, 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 what were you doing for this one minute can you come in the office please well uh, actually i was talking about conspiracies is that all right <laughs> Yeah. I was talking about the earth being flat, mate. Is that all right? <laughs> oh, can you come in the office, please? We're going to have to give you a little spanking. Mm. Um, but you know, like <laughs> we've all had them conversations. You know, like it's like they want every, they want, they want this, even though they want you masturbating, they want to suck that juice right out of there. <laughs> they really want to take every. <laughs> they want to sap that out of your ball sack. <laughs> 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 oh, but it, it is, that. it is true though. Yeah, actually they do. They want to squirt you from every angle, yeah. don't they? And they want to hurt you. So I'm squirting. <laughs> but um, squirting. but it's interesting because when you're in that when you're in that place, um, you know, to just to cope with that reality, um, the one that your soul's telling you it's too fast paced, you have to like, you know, there is you have to like eat shit food. You know, you have to be um high on stimulants like drinking energy drinks and drinking coffee every two seconds because. The natural human rhythm doesn't want to be doesn't want to be working like a machine. It doesn't want to be like that because a human being's not a machine, you know. Yeah, I found that at the call center. It was literally just everybody was addicted to stimulants. I was drinking like four cups of coffee to get me through a shift because they they require you to be like the most. You they require you to be on for every call and just giving it your all basically, and it's it's exhausting. And then when I got home, the the only thing I wanted to do, I was so exhausted, was order a takeaway because mm. I had no energy to cook. And it's just that little bit of dopamine of getting a takeaway was just like the the highlight of my life, which yeah. is just so sad. So sad. Like I say, it's the only way to get to sleep in the night time is, is have a wank and um and eat some shit food. And yeah. then you're passed out or drink a bottle of whiskey or alcohol and yeah. you're passed out and repeat the next day, you know, and and that's a it's an endless cycle that's not gonna not gonna get you anywhere, you know. And people wonder in the system like why why they feel a certain way, why they're relying upon pharmaceuticals, why they're acting out certain things in the life, and why my life doesn't get any better, you know. It's because obviously you're in that place all the time. Yeah. Um. Someone said. Um. Also, Sheila Marie it was really interesting. She said they keep ca- harvesting energy of the asleep. When these people are gonna wake up? Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting one, you know. Like what what does it what does it take for us to what does it take to you know what does even I know waking up what does that even mean you know but what is it what's it going to take kind of thing for us to you know to to kind of like you know what does it take for us to to find our way back to that you know and find our way back to ourselves and you know maybe like maybe what's going on right now I think like it's going to get it's going to get even more deeper you know it really, I think it really is it's going to get a hell a lot more deeper and I think like like we said before, you know, for example, me and Laura in nature and we're just looking at something, oh, what, you're, maybe you're going out on a walk, you know, and over here, someone else is like being called up for being a fake guru, you know, or someone's being called up for doing something. Maybe you'll see me being a fake guru, you know, in the future. Maybe you're like, oh, I knew, I knew he, I knew he wanted everyone to take the spice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't Trust me, that. I'll never be taking the spice. <laughs> the only spice that I'm taking is turmeric. <laughs> that's the only spice that I'm taking as well as all my other spices yeah <laughs> and uh, the good the good ass <laughs> spice if you get me <laughs> good spice baby uh, Sean says Owen Benjamin on the Church of What's Happening Now podcast with Joe Diaz is funny uh, he takes an edible and loses his mind yeah that was kind of funny yeah I, I saw that episode and I, I really fell from because like I've been in that place when I've been high around people and I'm just like I'm not on the same frequency I'm just like in a world of my own but he also said, interestingly enough, about that podcast, he was seeing um, Joey Diaz as like a sort of demon and he just, he saw it for what it was and kind of had to leave. 
and I think there is there is something good about um, cannabis and weed that kind of does bring that sort of like the world beneath the world as you call it that mm. non-physical world up to the surface where you can see kind of people for who they are and and what they're about really yeah definitely well and that's the thing that and it also highlights and shows again that when because i've heard loads of stories like that you know where people take edibles and take weed in them environments and it it, it doesn't it never it never ends well you know and that's one of the things that i kind of kind of feel with with weed and um i'm starting to learn that you know I, I might change my mind on this as well. Like Laura has a Laura has a different opinion on this. You know, me and Laura don't have the same opinion all the time. Like before I tell the story, for example, me and Laura, like the other week, we went for a hike through the mountains, and we were arguing for about we went on this long ass hike right through the through the mountains. And you know, when you talk to someone, and it's kind of like you forget how much time goes. But when you argue with someone, time goes even faster. And we were having this full on debate, me and Laura, for like three hours, right? And we hiked so far away from that when we were walking back. We weren't talking to each other because we fell out. <laughs> we weren't really. We always we, we always like find a, a place, but um, it was really funny. It was it was it was kind of funny because we were imagining right. Like me and Laura were in this valley, like it was so quiet, no one around. And if anyone was around, you know, normally when you hear people like arguing about domestics and stuff, like oh, you've left your boxes again with your dirty arse stains <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> but me and Laura were like having a three-hour debate about censorship. You know, like we have different opinions on censorship. You know, kind of thing. And we were like, we were pulling all the stuffs out of each other. I was like, what about this? And she's like, well, what about this? And I'm like, well, what about that? And she's like, what about this? Yeah. <laughs> three three hours later, we're like absolutely mentally and physically drained because we've walked and talked too far <laughs> that was an argument that carried on from the day before as well <laughs> yeah the day before so it was literally like when, it, when it's, it's not really an argument no, you know it's like not, it's, it's, it's like a heated debate but it's a, it did it's a debate, you know? <laughs> get a little intense it's a debate but what i think the powerful thing about that is is like when you're in that frequency it's like you, it, we can't leave it until it's reached its natural end and that was what was frustrating me so much that i yeah. couldn't we couldn't but we could we couldn't both just leave it we had to keep going until it reached its natural end yeah and it's like it's the same with a lot of things you've just got to ride out like like when you're taking psychedelics or when you're high it's like you ride out the dragon until mm-hmm. it reaches its natural reaches its natural end yeah now just to go back to my point about the uh, psychedelics and weed i was going to say it i've learned is that it's not something that kind of should have been should be misused you know i think it's a it's a has it should have a sacred focus you know around it should have a ritualistic uh, perspective around it, not just be use kind of willy-nilly um that's in my opinion anyway yeah um karen peters says you can travel through someone else's eyes straight to the core of their soul to get information but it freaks most people out when they don't know what is going on yeah for example yeah definitely i mean we've we've experienced this loads i've experienced it with other people too as well um also you can get this effect where like i mean laura had this yesterday to be honest uh, yesterday the day before and um I, you know, it's interesting because sometimes when me and Laura have these experiences, she has different experiences to, to what to what I have, and vice versa. And we all bring we bring different skills. And um, I've had this effect called the tunnel effect. I don't know if you know about this, Karen, but um, it's basically the tunnel effect where you kind of get it pulls you in, and you can't like you can't you like you can't look away. It's like it pulls you in. I'm still. I know you've done a lot of work, Karen. Maybe you've put in the comments if what if you've had any experiences with that. Um, but it's interesting to see that I'm still learning this process of like what that tunnel effect is because it can be too much sometimes, you know. You, you've always got the right to, to pull out of it, but it's the energy comes over your body and you, uh, around you so much that it, it's it's like it, it's pulling you in at the same time, you know. I'm still learning what that is, you know. 
but it also it could be like the shadow as well like i'm aware of that the shadow is getting scared because i've felt that sometimes where things are coming up that on the surface that you don't even know about like for example the karma that i had the other day that i didn't even know on the surface was there and then um you know but sub the subconsciously the soul knew that it was scary to look at you know or whatever was something was scared to look at it and then obviously it manifested and that the energy was pulling us into that to, to come on look at it yeah. look at it brave of you for looking at it though because it's like it's deep when you when you, when you hit that kind of karma from yeah. past lives oh definitely for sure um, Dream State says, what do you think of Ralph Smart always asking for sexy ass models to message him at the <laughs> end of his videos yeah. and telling people to thank him and call him master? And there's been a lot of women who have come forward, but everyone looks past it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just me, but I keep seeing it so deeply. For, for me, for Ralph's, Ralph's cool. Ralph is on it. Trust is Ralph's on it. You know, like, look at, look at what he's doing right now. Look at his position that he's doing. You know, he's on a big, he's got a huge platform. And he is stayed true from day one on 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 what he's how he sees the world right now. And a lot of spiritual teachers are not doing that now. People aren't even given their position now on where they're at, you know. And when you don't give your position, your silence is your uh, is your what's the word I'm looking for? Is consent. your is your consent? Hundred percent. He's not doing it, you know. And um, when you when we look back on this moment in time and history. You know, you're going to, you're going to, I think like this, I've said this before in the last one, but what you do now and how you act is going to be echoed in time. Yeah, I think he's obviously spot on with what's like happening right now, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't have any sort of shadows to heal. We all have shadows, you know, we all have shadows. That's the problem with spiritual teachers. We hold them so far on a a, a pedestal that if they do something that's just out of your your bandwidth or your narrative, you're kind of like, oh, well, now he's not right. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not right kind of thing. And I'm guilty of that with Sadhguru too, you know. Yeah. I'm aware of that. We all have, we all have shadows. But for me, what he's saying, that is well out of line with me, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I think there's a there's a kind of theme in some spirit like spiritual circles or spiritual YouTube channels that kind of have this habit of going after people and psychologically breaking them down yeah. to a certain extent. And I think obviously that's needed for some for some respects to show people like, oh look, this person isn't God, yeah. which some people do pull people up to the pedestal of being God and, and someone to look up to. But I also think that could, that kind of frequency can be taken too far when it's kind of like yeah. using somebody's name to to kind of get their channel more more views and it's kind of insidious not naming any names rebel wisdom yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely for sure for sure um but it's interesting with ralph as well just to add a point you know i like i love ralph um but his his content serves a purpose in my opinion you know like i kind of for me on my journey like in the early stages it served me a purpose and um, i would class ralph as like he's like the doorway for a lot of people like he, do, he really serves a great purpose and I'm not saying he's not deep, you know, like I'm not saying he doesn't have the ability to go deep. He does. But he keeps his content very like kind of like surface, you know, like just to, to just to keep to get people in, you know, and that serves a great purpose. So I really respect him for that. And he stayed true to what he what he says all the time. Yeah. Oh, someone Earthworth, I really appreciate that, said um sent a donation. I really appreciate that. I'm sorry I didn't see that earlier. He said, um, Samadhi is our birthright. Remember where attention goes, energy flows. See all as energy. Love, gratitude to all light workers. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, yeah, Samadhi is interesting. Um, Samadhi is an interesting one because I did a podcast a while ago talking about the difference between Ma Samadhi and Samadhi. So Ma Samadhi is the ability to consciously leave your body, which a lot of people talk about how it's possible. And I, I, I definitely believe it's possible. Um, we just put our own limitations on it and our own fears. 
Uh, but Samadhi is also um, an interesting state of being too, you know. Um, we can all see like, um, I know, I think when you mean Samadhi, I'm not too sure about this. I think you mean like kind of like that high state of consciousness that we can all attain in our everyday present presence. I know like Samadhi is also the state of being where like yogis will kind of go into a cave and they'll like, they'll, they'll stay ever present, they'll not move, they'll not need water or something like that. But you know, for me, Samadhi is kind of a state of being that you operate through all the time. Um, you have to move out your way to do so. Like I, I struggle with that all the time, you know. I like my energy's all over the place. Sometimes it's like it's here, it's it's near, it's there, you know. But I'm trying as my best I can to like be in that state of samadhi. Like even now when I'm like, I can feel myself now, like like taking a breath, slow down, be present. <laughs> but sometimes my energy gets up behind. That's just who I am. But you have to honor that too, you know. Someone said, "Okay, nine inches." Someone's commented to someone else. Dream State said, "Okay, nine inches. You've been reported. Please go <laughs> away." Inches. I don't know if you're talking about me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Maverick on my tongue's nine inches. <laughs> uh, it says, "What's the most profound dream you've ever had?" You want to talk? Um, I can't think of one that comes to mind. I've had quite a lot of profound dreams. Most of my profound dreams are where I'm kind of going back and healing my inner child or bringing things to the surface that have kind of been repressed and and kind of dealing with certain aspects of my psyche. As I know that's what all dreams are. I did have one dream um, where it's like my core concept of my inner child is represented by a dove. And in the dream, like someone came out and they were holding the dove and the dove flew out into the room. And me, I was in the room and I was like trying to like bring the dove back to kind of as an like under an obligation to keep the dove under control for the person who had the dove and it was in the end it was the person that represented like the sensitive receptive part of myself they opened up the window and let the dove free and it took me a while to kind of figure out who represented what aspect of my psyche in the dream but I think I'm like kind of at that point where I've kind of integrated that I was kind of holding myself to to a standard where I had like I had to feel bad in my, inside myself under an obligation to keep, keep kind of keep somebody else happy because it came down to a core belief that my happiness makes others sad and that's what the dream was basically telling us so, yeah. yeah definitely well um I was going to say my 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 uh, most interesting dream is the one now I'm living because <laughs> this is a dream now you know when we're living in the dream now and the dream's getting really interesting yeah but um I don't know I've had loads of interesting dreams dreams really interest me like um the other day, just to give a brief, I'm not going to go too deep in it because I do want to, like I keep saying, I want to hold this back because I want to try and like give it me more attention and let it integrate. But like, um, I had a dream like the last couple of day, th- days, um, like a, you know, I've had lucid dreams where like I meet dream people and have all these wild dreams. But sometimes the most dreams that f- fascinate me are the ones that I know are there to give the best to provide the greatest form of healing and like things that i need to work on because i find like what i find is how the dream state moves what i've learned is that it moves in a way for you to 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 learn what's what you what the next step is for you like what i said before i was speaking about how reality's turning up in a way for you to to like the thing that you need to work on now is is in front of you now and the way that kind of like my dreams have been functioning and turning up is i know that it's the next thing that i need to work on so that's why I had two dreams about attachment that were coming like back again and again and again and again. And then these two dreams that I had, you know, must have had them about 20 times or something. And I still wasn't getting the lesson, you know, I still wasn't getting the lesson. It was still coming back. 
And um, the, what what I did was is I went into the psychedelics with the intention to go to them two things, and use that to the the bridge to kind of get to that to that, to that work. I think two dogs are getting there. I think they're at it in there. Yeah. Out there. I, I don't, don't know think you can hear that on the mic, yeah. but there's two dogs going going hardcore out there. Bit of dog porn. There was a, just while you're looking for that, there was a comment that I had up at the top, but it doesn't matter. I don't know what in my head. Just keep looking. Um, it was a comment. I, I don't know who said it. It's just Laura's moved down now, but it's it was someone talking about how how our thoughts are manifesting our reality. And yeah, it is. That's one of the interesting things that I, I learned so much. Like when I was reading, like you know how thoughts are affecting our internal reality. You know, like. I think that's how we all know that's how diseases diseases manifested you know within our bodies through our thoughts you know the thought realm is something that that we haven't really fully acknowledged yet and looked at you know how the thought realm you know transmute things into physical like and how things are turning up for us through viral thought i think them mm. dogs are literally like them dogs behind us are literally on the van <laughs> it sounds like they're scratching the van Mad. So, um, Mike says, I'm pretty confident these days that the Lucifer experiment is currently being attempted. Whether or not it's happened in the past, I'm not sure. But transhumanism is clearly the modern form of it. I'm not sure what the Lucifer experiment is, but I, I do I do believe that transhumanism is Luciferian in nature. But is there like a video I can watch on the Lucifer experiment? Because I'd, I'd like to look into that. Someone said, that's really cool, said, Dan, being with you, CDF... Uh, photographic said Dan being with you since day one love seeing you guys Laura go peace I love that that's really cool that you've been here since day one that really means a lot um, definitely grown a lot that's for sure that's it's interesting you know like um, analyzing my own my own journey as well through the podcast and you know how, how much how much like how much I have grown you know it's 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 a it's interesting to see back because when you do like put podcasts out there you know like sometimes i look back at stuff i said and i'm not the same person anymore you know i I said certain things or certain comments and i'm not that person anymore you know and i think it's to understand that we are all growing and evolving you know that's one thing that i learned the other day when like when um one of the things that come through the the karma that i had sort of attained through previous lives i know i keep saying this i will go into further detail on this but um i start i learned through that experience that that, that we all we are all learning you know that's what we're here for the earth's earth's a school you know like we're in here to learn i know some there's other things around that as well you know some he- are here to also learn and help as well and guide people um but at the same time you know we're all susceptible to like to kind of like to, to make the mistake you know that's what the earth realm provides you know we're coming to this place and we can you know we can attain karma again you know even if we've maybe we've sent some of us have ascended you know kind of thing to the higher realms and then we we come back in here make an agreement to come back and help and then um we can still attain karma i know dolores cannon in her book she speaks about how some people come into this realm and they're protected from karma um but others are not you know maybe that's kind of a choice before you come here sometimes you can be protected sometimes you can't it's up to you you know like are you going to go are you going to make the game even more interesting do you want to go in that realm and like um, make it even harder we're going to give you amnesia though but are you going to choose but can protect you from the karma but are you going to like go in there and not get karma and if you don't get karma you may ascend even higher you know like what what would you what would you do you know what would you do in that position would you come into this realm of like no would protected from karma or would you come into this realm to make the game even more interesting and not be protected from karma god knows what we've signed up for 
Definitely. Well, I'm definitely not protected from karma. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am either. <laughs> Should I read one more? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Stephen says, if you want to experience high vibrational states, I have found that clean diet, breath work, meditation and gratitude work will get you there. It has taken me a while, being honest. Also called therapy and crystal work, once your energy connect with them. Definitely. I think, um, I think eating clean has been a big one for me. I think just for just for sort of gaining sort of mental clarity. I think before I was eating, I was eating vegan, but I wasn't eating very healthy vegan. I was having a lot of like mock meats and soy, and I had a lot, a lot of shit in them, and it just caused caused me just to not think clearly. But now I'm, that I eat a diet that's relatively clean and I don't have any sort of like artificial stuff inside my food, it's just I don't know. It's just took my my mental clarity and my health to the next level. Yeah. It's all above for me, you know. It's like it's it's all of them things. Yeah. I think all of them things add to to us being humans. Kind of like what I said it I said before gets to the podcast. You know, the further that we get away from from nature, the further that we get away from the the, the foundations, and we all become domesticated, and more we sort of like move away from from our true true humanness. Because it's like you know, the metaphysical for me is like it's not just like a lot of people like this is where I kind of I don't I can't like kind of like resonate with some spiritual teachers who say it's like. You know, because you can look at some spiritual teachers, for example, and like you know, they're, they're speaking about all the right things, but the the they look look like death. You know, like the sick, the sick in the bodies, like they're unhealthy on the from the physical form, they're unhealthy. And I know it's not all all about the physical form, but it's definitely the two definitely do coincide and go alongside of one one another. You know, you could tell a lot by like the eyes of someone. Like if you look in the eyes of someone, um, there's this really interesting documentary. I think it's called. Um, I'm not sure what the name is, but um, it's a documentary about eyes, talking about how uh, the color of your eyes and the, the, uh, your your eyes can actually be uh, can change as you eat cleaner foods and as you get more healthier. Like you can tell a lot of people about um, about about health of of, the, of an individual just through the eyes of that person. Um, but there's a lot of this lust, this stuff, you know, that that makes sense. You know, like you do your practices. You know, you you go jump in the cold water. You know, it it, it it's not just about like it's it is obviously it's about health you know like we're in physical meat suits you know like look after this look after like protect the foundation but at the same time you have to look after this vessel so that you can add the metaphysical on top you know like i i 100% believe that like by me you know never drinking alcohol and i'm not saying that you're not going to get there if you do that but i'm just speaking through my lens for me not drinking alcohol for me eating clean for me prioritizing my practices I, I remove stagnant energy out of the body which makes my vessel clean and opens up things within me like opens up spaces within inside of the self for then the metaphysical to operate through us and that that and that's that's what i 100 100 feel you know yeah. and i think diet and health meditation uh, meditation doing your practices all play into that play into that you know it's it's the not the not like separate yeah just all goes hand in hand doesn't yeah. it should we should we leave it there? Yeah, we will leave it there. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for coming jumping jumping in again. We really appreciate it. And like I see all the time, though, really intelligent questions, and it's it's really cool to like hear hear your feedback. You know, we're also le- we're always learning too as well. You know. Yeah, it's nice to just hang out and chill and just speak to like-minded people. It's yeah, nice. it's cool. We need this too. You know, we always see it. Yeah. Big love wherever you are in the world. Keep seeking <laughs> and keep uh, keep clearing that karma out. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there's a lot in there, that's for sure. There's a lot in me. <laughs> yeah, there's a hell of a lot in me as well. By the time, so. I, do, by the time I do the next one, I might um, might have some more karma that I've um, purged up. 
maybe there's some more karma like I, I'm, that's what i was going to say i was going to say you know what i'm really interested in like how to see like what is going to be coming up in the future it's, it's it's exciting to me you know i know like a lot of people say it's doom and gloom like we can see what we're all immersed in you know we're in the greatest you know we're in this very interesting point within civilization right now where we can see what you know we're in the ride now you know we're like we're fully on the ride now like the ride's at the top of the the roller coaster now and it's a it's going to go like one way down the track it's going to go the other way yeah and this is what we're all here for you know we're all here to kind of like to see what that ride where that ride goes you know and but like just decide you know when that ride's coming down you know are you gonna like are you gonna like be like this ah and like keep your eyes closed and keep everything tight or when you go down that ride are you gonna like put your hands up in the air and be like whoa fucking hell because <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm ready to put my hands up now for sure yeah babe especially after getting my ass kicked the other night with that karma I'm, I'm i'm ready to put my hands up in the air and just fly <laughs> yeah, I think it gets to a point where it's like all you can do is just surrender like yeah. whatever shitty thing happens or whatever good thing happens just surrender to it fully and just experience it fully but we'll get so like caught up and tight inside ourselves and that's why obviously like yoga meditation breath work fasting so good and so good for you because it kind of allows the space and the openness to come through yeah for sure anyway peace and love we're just we're gonna get, flick this off and we're gonna crack on the porn <laughs> <laughs> peace and love see you later Thanks so much for checking out that podcast there. I hope you enjoyed it and liked it. Also, just wanted to mention that um, I also am going to be doing a podcast that I'm working on currently. Um, it's a really big one, so I'm trying to formulate my notes and also allow and the information to integrate. But I had a psychedelic experience a few days ago, and um, I had some very interesting stuff come through in regards to past life karma and stuff and some big metaphysical things that were uh, prevailing through the universe in that moment so i'm going to be putting them notes together and that should be out um in a, in, a, in a little while anyway once i formulate what i'm how i'm going to put it across and so it doesn't i don't sound like i'm a madman and get put in a, a straight jacket if i'm if that's not already going to happen you know maybe you can see where the world's going i, I think a lot of us awakened ones are going to be trying to be put in pens for sure <laughs> but anyway we'll see how that one plays out um so anyway, if you can, as always, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. And just in any way you can, find it in your heart if you can, support the podcast. Even if that's through just sending positive thoughts. And I know a lot of you out there, some people can't support. And you you just tell friends about the podcast. And that's, that's even better, you know. So anyway, I love you all. Uh, and just to play this podcast out, as I always do, um, this is a really cool one. This is uh, Laura's recommended this one. It's by an artist called Billy Martin, and the song is called La Lune. So enjoy. Peace and love. Breaking my back in the heart of this land. Feet above water and softened in sand. I could have wanted. Any part of this But I find the heat is too harsh on the skin Drowning in light, neither cold to sink into my soul My soul Ignore Signs of change, no more. I come back again. I am flawed. 
hole with the moon on my back One side is pink and the other is black I'm good at hiding in the dead and grey But time after time I've been people unknown Places we go to all that we've got So why don't we go? So why don't we go? No more I can't